interview Guardiola mm. uh, after a Champions League game was Shakhtar and City. Right. And I went to this game. And after the game, I had to interview one-to-one. Uh, uh, -one, so it's just me and him. Awesome. And for the TV, I mean, he speaks fluent Italian. And for me today, it's better to do an interview in, in Italian than Spanish because mm -hmm. Italian, I, I speak it every day. Yeah, in yeah. Spanish, I had to, you know, you had to, to, to change the, yeah. the uh, Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today I'm here with Clara. And Clara, how's everything going? And thanks for taking the time. You're welcome. Thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. Everything's good. Everything's great. I'm glad to hear it. And of course, we're happy to have you here. You know, it's uh, it's going to be really cool, you know, just diving into your background. A lot of the cool stuff that you're working on. I mean, like, obviously now as well with Champions League, you know, happening, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of stuff that you're involved in. But uh, first and foremost, how's, uh, how's life treating you in Italy these days? Well, very nice. I love Italy. Well, yeah. I lived in Brazil for most of my life. Right. And I've been here in Italy, especially in Turin, for five years now. Right. And I, I, I really love everything. I mean, I love the 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 football here. I love the yeah. food here. <laughs> and, you know, the culture and everything. I'm absolutely in love with Italy. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like the, I think you put down like two of the key things here, like football and food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the two big F's or, or what are we going to call it? Maybe that's not the right way to say it, but at least like purple and food. I mean, like I can, I can totally vouch for that. Like if there's one thing you should uh, focus on moving somewhere, is it good football and is it good food? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a good combination. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I mean, like we're not here to talk about uh, food that much, a little bit of football, of course, but, uh, but first and foremost, like I just wanted to, uh, you know, go a little bit back to like how how your journey in the sport industry began like take us a little bit through that and of course you know um where did your passion also for sport journalism start like just take us take us to the beginning of this okay so before i even thought about being a sports journalist i already loved uh football right. and it was my mom that was like the the, the craze for football at my home mm -hmm. I mean, I, my father and I have an um, older brother, they also right. love football, but my mom is the person that gave me the, the passion. Yeah. So it was uh, a special connection with her. Uh, we still have it, of course, and right. um, it was the beginning of my passion. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because when I entered the university, I, I entered to, to do journalism, mm -hmm. I didn't think about becoming a sports journalist. Maybe, right. and we were talking about 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I think I didn't have the some, a woman in TV talking about football. It was not that common. I mean, yeah. still today we have, um, you know, sexist. It's it's a industry complicated for that. Yeah. So, it was not something that I that I thought it was my goal, it was my my plan and everything. So I went to university and when I left, when I graduated, I didn't work with football. I didn't work with journalism at least. I mean, I wasn't really sure about yeah. what I was going to do. Yeah. But my final project in the university was about football. Right. 
And because of that project, I think we're going to talk about it later because it's my first book. <laughs> and because of it, I got an invite uh, to write in a newspaper in my city. And we're talking about Salvador in Bahia, yeah. Brazil, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, and then I started writing there about football. They, want, they wanted a woman to talk about football right. like anyone else, but they wanted to uh, have more women reading and talking about football. So yeah, they, yeah. they invited me. Right. And from that, I started doing everything. I mean, I went from the newspaper to the TV uh, first of first doing like small participations and everything. And when I saw it, I was like the football, the, the <laughs> principal football analyst in my city. Yeah. And then I went, you know, I was growing, growing, and then five years I'm here in Italy. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like, it's quite the journey though, you know, and I'm sure, you know, a challenging one as well. You know, it's always, you know, uh, sport is always a very passionate and, uh, hard to break in, you know, <laughs> in general as well. But it's like, you know, just having the opportunity, you know, taking the opportunity and just making the making the most out of it, right? And then you're, you're, you're uh, showing like all the way, how, how far, you know, you can go if you put your mind to it. And, and it's interesting as well, like how you mentioned that, you know, I guess you're in a sense that passion started from from your mother as well. And I guess like that's that's a little bit untraditional as well. I mean, like nothing wrong with that, of course, but a, a bit, bit untraditional. And I guess like, you know, um, I, I guess like we're in a sense, obviously, you know, you, you, you study journalism and, and I wanted to just touch a little bit upon that before we went, went over to like what you're doing now, but, but where did kind of like, I guess that approach and you're like, yeah, I want to, want to be inside the, you know, the journalism world, like that bubble, like where, where did that kind of, you know, come from? Well, I think uh, it came from my background as a dancer because my, my, my dream was to be a classical dancer. Right. And I always liked the stage and, you know, to, to yeah. be in front of, uh, of, of the public and everything. Yeah. And my first thing about being a journalist uh, was the, being a TV host because right. I loved, the, you know, the, the, everything about television. Right. And I always thought about being a world reporter because I, I love languages i love different cultures i mean travel besides football yeah. is my passion Makes so sense. i thought that maybe i could do something like that yeah and somehow i i, I managed to do and there you go. both of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> but the beginning was more like this about like um to mix journalism and and travel and cultures that's right. what i thought i was i was going to 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 be doing and i think that's it i, I always like the you know the the stage yeah, and yeah. i love being live i mean <laughs> it's like being in that in the stage uh, like a dancer it's live right and anything can happen and you <laughs> can't go back so i i, I just love the the thrill of being live no, it makes it makes total sense. I mean, like, hey, you're 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 lucky enough to combine, you know, football live and the and journalism and the like traveling and all that crazy stuff in, in one little one little uh, bubble, you know. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. What <laughs> 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 was it more than you were expecting, or did you always kind of like knew that? Oh, this is this is what I'm this is what I'm gonna gonna do. No, this is way more, way more than I expected. I mean, uh, at, 
I, I'm, I'm 30, 38 years old right. now. So it's not like when I was 25, 28, I had everything figured out right. and I knew everything, what I wanted to do, where was, what were the steps. Oh, so sure. uh, it, when this opportunity came, it was like, finally. So <laughs> we, I, I was dreaming about it, but it was right. not planned. It was not right. something that is okay. I want to be um, correspondent outside Brazil. I want to live, you know, in another yeah. country because I I have done like small things. I mean, as I said, the love languages. So yeah. I part of my university I did it in Spain because right. I wanted to, you know, to uh, improve my Spanish. I lived in, in the United States when I was small, little, right. so I could, yeah. you know, speak English. And I also went to France. Because, I mean, I love languages. I mean, it's right, my hobby. Clearly. You know, right. people, right. I don't know, go <laughs> jogging. I go to a language course. Right. <laughs> I love right. it. So I always did something small about it, but I never thought about living abroad for the rest of my life. Yeah. So it was not planned, and it's much more than I, than I thought it, it could happen. Right. And I think you touched upon something important as well in terms of just, you know, that like age stage of like you know 25 28 you know kind of like that um understanding that you know you don't have all the answer and and it's you don't know exactly where it's gonna go but you know if you keep working you know hard like that opportunity is gonna you know show up eventually as well and i think a lot of people maybe expect you know to kind of like have all the answers very very early and that's why i kind of like had to mention that again because in most cases like you don't have that even if you're you know 25 28 you know maybe even 30 you know and so you know you kind of like i think it's important to be patient of course like you know working towards your goals and 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 you know put it putting down the effort but understanding that you know it's um uh, you don't it's okay not having all the answers you know at that, yeah. at that stage no no doubt about it because when we are 18 we have no patience and we right. think that when we, we, we are gonna when i'm 25 i'm gonna have everything figured out i mean and maybe i'm not I'm not going to be where supposed to be, but I'm right. going to have everything planned. Yeah, yeah. And that's not what happened. And I think okay. what you can do is being prepared for the opportunity. Because right. in, in my case, for example, when they needed someone in Italy, I already spoke it, Italian because yeah. I, I loved Italian. And I, I mean, I, I love the languages. And I thought that, you know, I like I love cultures. I love travel. Maybe yeah. if the opportunity come, I, I speak the language. Right. So exactly. when the opportunity came uh, and they thought, okay, we need a journalist. I already worked in the place that I'm working now. Right. And I said, okay, now look, I already speak Italian. So why don't choose me? And they said, yeah. okay, perfect. Right. And yeah, then time. Yeah. yeah. So you, you have to be prepared, even yeah. though you don't know when it's come, the opportunity is going, is going to, to happen if the opportunities come is going to happen but you have to be prepared yeah exactly i mean like at the end of the day preparation is key you know and uh, i mean like as as since you're uh, um since you're so into languages like what is what is what is the next language you're <laughs> you're planning to learn can i can i can i just bring in like a little like you know suggestion of the region just for fun of it <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> Just, just, just uh, represent our Nordic countries. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the the thing I I tried to learn Russian before the World Cup, right? And I did. Uh, I said it for five years, 
So, I mean, I can understand, but I cannot like have a, a, a long conversation because it's very hard, but yeah. I can understand a little bit. But I, I'm, I'm thinking about learning Germany because Ooh, nice. I, from, I mean, I live in Italy and yeah. when I go to, to Spain, I can speak their language. When I go to France, I can speak. I mean, I can speak the language that are near me except right, Germany. Right, right, right. So yeah. I'm thinking yeah, about makes, it. Makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. I mean, like it's a very yeah. common language too. And a lot of people, you know, speaking, if you're going to, you know, live slash study slash, you know, visit Germany, like they kind of like are very, they, they like to speak their language, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it, it's definitely like a language worth we're learning in that sense. So let's, let's, let's move a little bit forward here before we get too carried away with languages. <laughs> um, so obviously, you know, yeah, I mean, like for, for those that, you know, are, are listening here and maybe, you know, you're just listening to all this inside story and you're like, but what is, what, what is Clara exactly doing? Well, you are the correspondent for Turner Sports Brazil in Italy. Uh, obviously, and, and I wanted, wanted you to take us a little bit through, like, I guess, some of your tasks and responsibilities that you have in, in that role. Okay, so we have uh, the rights for the Champions League right. uh, and also for some uh, Europe, European competitions, like, for example, the playoffs for the World Cup. Uh, I'm going to Palermo for the, the Italy game, and I hope when this, when everyone is listening to this, Italy is in the next World Cup. <laughs> so, uh, I my main responsibility is cover the clubs that are in the Champions League. Right. Of course, I go to the games in the most important games in Serie A, mm. but our goal is co it's to cover the the clubs that are in the Champions League. Right. So when I came here. We, we, we made a decision that I would be based in Turin because of Juventus. Mm. At the time, Juventus was, you know, right. dominating Italy. It yep. was also um, very good at the Champions League. They went to the, I went to the finals yep. with them. So it was a, right. a, the place to be. Yeah. Now it's not that much, but it's still, uh, it's a very easy city to go to Milan where we have uh, uh, Internazionale and, and Milan. And of course, I was here during the time that Cristiano Ronaldo was here. Right. So it was very important to cover the day by day. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a player that you need to be covering every day. Right. So um, right now I cover those those clubs. We have we don't have like a 24-hour channel, but we have programs in YouTube. We have like scheduled lives in TikTok, in Instagram, yeah. in YouTube. Okay. So I have like a schedule during the week. Uh, if there's a game, maybe I'm going to do, you know, a live before or a live after. Right. And if, if it's a Champions League, then it's a, a whole other story because it's like a very, very uh, big um, cover. But day by day, that, that's my goal, to cover the, the, the Italian clubs and the, the, national, the Italian national team right. um, during the competitions. Oh, that makes 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 total sense, and I guess like in a sense, it made it made sense for you to be based, you know, close to Juventus, you know, at at, at the yeah. time at least. I mean, like you know, obviously they're starting a little bit more now, but it's still a good 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 spot to be. And obviously, you know, at, at the time now, and I guess like when we're recording this, you're you're working, you know, in like I guess the Champions League bubble, and I I guess like you know from your angle i mean like i'm just curious because i don't really know you know being like i haven't really been like in that bubble in that world but 
how does this, I guess, the, the Champion League, you know, tournament setting, you know, impact your work compared to like an ordinary game? Like, is there, are there any key differences? And, and if so, like, what are they? Well, for me, it changes everything because right. if you, if we have the, the rights for the game, we can do almost everything. I mean, before the game, inside the stadium, right. we can do like almost everything. Yeah. For example, if I go for a Juventus game in the Serie A, Mm -hmm. I cannot film anything inside the stadium. So yeah. I will arrive maybe two hours, one hour and a half before the game. Right. I will do like live outside the stadium, some stories, you know, things like digital yeah, yeah. content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I watch the game from the stands and then come out and then do another live, maybe re re record something. Right. And then I don't know, maybe one hour, two hours after the game, I'm home. Right. In a Champions League game, the ch the game starts at 9 uh, p.m. I arrived at the stadium around 2 p.m. All right. And I leave <laughs> around 2 a.m. I mean, it's it's yeah. 12 hours right. inside the stadium because sense. we have lives, uh, a lot of lives before. I mean, uh, digital content today is as, as important mm. as the live in the TV. So right. we have like lives in Instagram, lives in TikTok, lives in Facebook. I mean, <laughs> all, all of the, the, the social media, we have like uh, a live on them. Yeah. And not to mention the day before, because the day before, before we had the conferences. Mm. So I'm also on the stadium, like almost the whole day. During right. the conference, sometimes we have like one-to-one -one with the player, with the mm. coach. So this, the preparation, it's completely different. And I mean, also it's it's a lot more challenging and it's a lot more fulfilling because yeah. during the game, for example, I'm behind the goal, uh, <laughs> doing the, the, the report, being the reporter, the pitch reporter. Right. And I mean, and you, and you get to, to ask, the the players and the coach after the game what okay. happened i mean yeah. <laughs> why are you losing in champions league <laughs> and people are talking about why, why are you losing why are you losing <laughs> so it's it's very different <laughs> i'm glad i'm sitting at this side of the table today you know so i, I don't have to get bored, you know <laughs> wow sometimes it's difficult <laughs> yeah, i can't i can't imagine i mean like it's uh so it's always interesting that that kind of like media bubble, right? And I think like the higher level you are at, like the more intense and the more, you know, critical those those questions are becoming. But, and, and that, I think that's like, a, I guess, a, a great transition into, you know, obviously, you know, I've been doing this, you know, for many years now in Italy, like in Brazil as well. And, and you know, I, I want you to like bring out like at least like, you know, one or maybe two, you know, like key highlights or stories you've been able to, you know, share like, you know, like an interview with a player or like a coach or something that like you really remember that it's like, okay, th this is a good story that I want to want to share. We, we, we need those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> at least so, what you can share, of course. But Yeah. But. Uh, I'm thinking of something that is more maybe like not, not my story, but. Right. Well, let, let me talk about this and then maybe something will come up. Because uh, before in Brazil, I was uh, I was not a reporter. I was an uh, analyst. I mean, right. I, I made uh, during the game. I wasn't in pitch side and everything. I was always on the. I mean, during the game, I was you know commenting and everything. So as I was an analyst. So right. when I came right. here, 
uh, I, I not only changed the, the country, the language and everything, sure. but I changed my, my position, my role. So it was the first time I was in fact a reporter. Yeah. And I arrived in January, 2017. And on May, I was on the final of the Champions League because Juventus Crazy. Was, was there to the, yeah. to the final. And they, they lost to, to Real Madrid. Right. And at that time, uh, during this, this, this process of coming to the, to the final, it was the first the first times that I that I did the interview because I was never the reporter to ask the sure. questions. Sure. sure. So sometimes was the first time that I was doing an interview. Yeah, yeah. And I remember in the I don't remember it was the the quarterfinal finals or maybe the semifinals. Yeah. But it was the first time that I was going to interview Buffon, Gianluigi mm. Buffon, yeah, and yeah. I mean he is my absolutely idol i love italy and juventus because of him right and then i remember that i i was going to to interview him after juventus had uh had a win and everything in 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 italy and i wasn't that fluent in the in the language right and i was so nervous so <laughs> nervous that I, with one hand i hold the the i hold the mic yeah and because i was like shaking a lot the yeah. cable of the mic it was like ta, 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 in the floor because I mean I was so I had to with my other hand right. hold the cable so we wouldn't make the noise of of me shaking oh because the the cable was you know uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shaking in the floor so I mean it was I was like oh my god and it was the first time that I that I interviewed him I, I, this is the, the the funny story I just remember yeah. another one. Yeah. And this it has also um, something with the language, right. because, for example, right now I'm speaking to you in English. Yeah. I, after this, I had an interview uh, with in Italian and then I'm, I'm speaking, of course, Portuguese, because my right. I, I work here alone and I my work is to Brazil. So I'm always right. speaking Portuguese. Yeah. And sometimes I have to do an interview in Spanish, in French. Right. Right. And the first time, oh, always the first time, always the first time <laughs> that I interview Guardiola mm. uh, after a Champions League game was Shakhtar and City. Right. And I went to this game. And after the game, I had to interview one-to-one. Uh, uh, -one, so it's just me and him. Awesome. And for the TV, I mean, he speaks fluent Italian. And for me today, it's better to do an interview in, in Italian than Spanish because mm -hmm. Italian, I, I speak it every day. Yeah, in yeah. Spanish, I had to, you know, you had to, to, to change the, yeah, the, something in, in your yeah. mind. So, right. but for the TV, for Brazil, it's more easy for the audience to get the interview in Spanish right. because yeah. it's closer and they understand it better. Even yeah, if, yeah. if we, if, we do the subtitles right it's easier to listen yeah 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 so i had to do it in, in spanish right so i started the interview in spanish with him but i forgot a word and then of course the italian word came yeah and when i i spoke the first italian word everything went downhill and then i started speaking italian and then i got like oh my god what am i talking about and then right. i stopped the interview i'm Thankful I wasn't live, it was right. recorded. 
Right. And then I stopped the interview and said to Pep Guardiola, Pepe, I'm sorry. I had to redo again because I mixed right. the words in Spanish and Italian. Right. And then he, he did like a tap on my back and said, oh, we can do in Italian, honey, no problem. And then I had to explain to him that we need right. to do it in Spanish right. because right. it was better for the audience. And, right. and he was like, oh, no, don't worry, honey, we can do it again. I mean, he was like, you know, I was like, almost, oh, my God, yeah. I had to, you know, brief so I, right. I wouldn't you know do the things uh wrong and then I, I i started again in spanish and it was very nice but i mean it was very nice of him to you know oh, yeah. call me 100 percent. <laughs> i mean like yeah it, it's kind of crazy though like if you just think about it like you're bringing two stores here like perform and pep cardiola i mean like <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone would be nervous at that point you know it doesn't matter what kind of I'm like, I wouldn't even speak English at that point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. The yeah, first yeah. times are, are hard. This, this, I mean, my first year here, as I changed everything in my life, you know, my country, yeah. my role, uh, the, the people that, are, that were at, around me. Um, it was a hard year. It was, I mean, also magical because I mean, I love going to the games. It's something that, you know, I would do it for oh, yeah. free and they are paying. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, to change that and to be used to talk to Pep Guardiola, to right. talk to Buffon in that Champions League final interview, you know, the, um, the coach, you, you have to be, I mean, of course you have to have that, you know, cold in your stomach. I mean, you yeah. have to be, a little bit nervous, but it cannot impact your, your oh, work. No, no. I mean, like, but in course, the beginning, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I, I, I can't mention it. I mean, like it's it's, um, you know, obviously not not relevant. I mean, like it is relevant, but it's not at your 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 crazy level. But uh, I was bringing like, this story when um, when I uh, started working for like the Norwegian Football Association. I mean, like in Norway, it's small small stuff. But a lot of the people that were working there was like previous, you know uh like international players you know played you know for the national team like you've seen on them see them on tv since i was like a kid you know and so going in the hallways and like just feeling like you felt like so starstruck you know and i was like oh that's that person that's that person that's that person and i was like <laughs> and i was like why is everybody going around normal you know like this is crazy you know and so <laughs> Obviously, it took me a few weeks, and then like I was like there every day, and I was like, okay, at the end of the day, they're all normal people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you like you know, work with them and all this stuff, but uh, but I remember like kind of that feeling in a sense of just like getting that, I, I guess like starstruck, and I was like, oh my god, it's all the people you see on TV, <laughs> and yeah. now you're here. <laughs> so it's uh, I, I mean, like totally different, of course. Like you know, before the Pep Guardiola, it's crazy, crazy level, um, and it would. Uh, you get pretty much everyone nervous i think at, the, at any yeah any point but uh but i think you're bringing up a really good point too of like of course you know it, it's okay being nervous i mean like it's natural like it's part of it but at the, same, at the end of the day like you can't let it you know impact your work you know because i mean like it's it's also about you know their time their you know uh, also like you're representing not just yourself you know at that point yeah so it's, it's uh making sure that you know delivery is is good but at the end of the day you know you got to practice you know every day you do a little bit i mean like i'm sure the next time you talk with Buffon and uh, and pep guardiola you had something to you know you use again <laughs> yeah 
yeah of course yeah the 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 next time it's always it's always better and yeah. for example i did pep twice and then yeah. on, on the second time it was really close and then he kind of remembered me because yeah. of that thing that happened right. so he right. was right. i don't know he didn't say anything different, but I mean, I think he was, he was oh, okay, I know her. She's the girl that <laughs> talked to me in Spanish and Italian. So yeah. you kind of, uh, you know, you have a, a, start, a history with right, them. Right, exactly, exactly. So it helps you uh, sometimes. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was like, you know, coming up with here too. It's like, yes, you have like these moments, but it might, might also be the way of just like, you know, building a very strong relationship to yeah. these athletes and coaches, which is obviously... yeah. You know, in, in your situation, it's always a good thing, you know, at the end of the day. It is. So, so it is. That's, that's what it comes down to. And I wanted to move on a little bit for, on, on obviously, you know, uh, because you've been, you know, author of multiple books and I want to like, you know, talk upon, I, I guess like, I, I do think that the title is correct. I kind of like had to Google translate. <laughs> so in terms of like everything women need to know about football that men never knew how to explain. Yes. I believe that's the English <laughs> translation, proper one. Um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that book. And I guess like you, you can talk about some multiple books that you've been written. But in terms of that, you know, specifically, uh, one, how did you kind of like approach this topic? And, and two, what were some of the, you know, key focus areas in the book? Okay, so this book is, is the one that I mentioned that it was yeah. my my final project in the right. university. And the idea, and we are talking about more than 15 years ago, yeah. the idea came up because, I mean, since I love football and also my, my mother, we used to collect, I mean, we still do it, uh, book, football books. Mm -hmm. And then we noticed we noticed that there was no books written by a woman or for women because right. when you when you live especially in brazil when you live uh, in a country that um leaves football that that passionate right. uh you just assume that men know about football and if a, a woman wants to uh, start to see a game start to, you know to understand more she couldn't find a place to do that mm -hmm. because the books were for people that already knew about football right 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 and at that time if you think about the the girls that that were my age i wrote it when i was 22 23 they didn't have like a place to learn about yeah. football because yeah. they had already like you know a whole life without going to stadiums without being uh, exposed to the to football as their brothers, as the father and everything. Today, thankfully, it's it's different. But at that right. time, yeah. uh, I thought that was okay. Maybe this can help. I mean, surely it will help my friends, that my girlfriends that that don't know about football, that want to know about football, but they don't right. have, you know, who to turn to. And right. sometimes when you ask, like a. Uh, a very small question to a man that lives football every day he's gonna think that it's stupid but i mean it's not she right. has not been exposed yeah. to football as you oh, sure. yeah. so it, it, it most of men didn't have the patience to to do that yeah. so that's what why the 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 idea came up and then i wrote the book um for the project and then after that you know a lot of people said let's try to publish it's really good and everything. 
So the, the book uh, tells the story, tells the, the rules, the, who are the, you know, the, the main players. Right. What, what you should know about tactics, how are the most famous, the, you know, the greatest um, yeah, yeah. clubs in the world and, and that, that kind of, uh, of stuff. But right. I think that the, the books, like it, it, it kind of plays around with the, with the thing that women like pink, like uh, to cook, like right. to, I don't know, clothes and everything and, and kind of plays with this. Yeah. And today, I think, I mean, it, it's not like very, it, it, I, I would never publish a book, a book like that today. Right. But 15 years ago, yeah. I think it, it was needed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, makes makes total sense. I mean, like, everything changed over time, right? So it's, it's yeah. always, you know, interesting. And I mean, like, I think it's a valid point, too, in terms of, like, just, um, how things are being, you know, explained and presented, right? And I think obviously, you know, media and, and I guess sports as well has also learned that maybe we need to like, you know, grasp it over a different kind of, you know, audience to help everyone understand, you know, the the the, the beautiful sport that football is and, and, and what kind of, you know, I guess insights and, and joys that it, that it brings. Um, Lastly, I wanted to just, um, I guess, in a sense, just touch touch upon, you know, some of the tips that you might have for for students, you know, young professionals, you know, looking to, first of all, get a career in the sport industry. But I guess in a, I guess in a sense, also perhaps, you know, one day, you know, maybe working as a sport correspondent doesn't have to be for Champions League, but maybe, you know, one day. Um, yeah, well, what, what kind of, you know, advice tips would you give them? You know, the, I, I always say something that I think it's really important and it, it helped me a lot. When you, when you want to work with sports, with football, everyone that is going to work with sports and football that want to work with this yeah. already know about sports and football. Right. I mean, if you want to be a, a sports correspondent, a football um, an analyst, You, you will know who are the players, the tactics, and everything. Oh, yeah. So you have to bring something different. Right. And to bring something different, you have to read, you have to watch, you have to uh, try to learn about different things than football, than sports. Right. So I don't know if you like maybe the politic thing, the um, uh, language thing, the culture thing. Right try something that you also like but bring that thing and learn about other things right. to the football to the sports yeah because everyone that loves football knows about football right. you had to, right. to you, you had to know something else yeah because that the team is playing four for two that cristiano ronaldo and messi have those yeah, numbers yeah. everyone knows that right you have to bring something different right so That's the thing that I say. Don't just watch sports. Right. Watch other things. L read about other things. Don't read only football books, sports books. Yeah, yeah. Read about the other stuff. So you will have the, the, the knowledge and the variety to speak more than just football, more than just sports. Right. So that's my, my main advice for everyone that, that, that wants to work with this. I think, I think it makes uh, makes a lot of sense, and I mean, like at the end of the day, like 
it's very easy to look up stats and facts, you know, in football. And I mean, like, if you're passionate about football, you, you know, who's the best players, you know, who's the best teams, you know, what kind of, you're watching their games anyway. So, I mean, like a lot yeah. of them is, is like, it's stuff that, you know, you know, so you, it's a really good point. Like what is your differentiator? You know, what is stuff that you can bring to the table that, that makes you unique or like, I guess in a sense, in a, correspondent world it's almost like what is your signature stamp or like whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it you know what can you bring that is like okay this represents you you know like how you are presenting your information you know maybe there's a I don't know a little fun fact about like the the team or like I don't know like so something that people don't really you know know you know and I think bringing those kind of knowledge is, is what makes you different and, and unique so that's that's a really great advice and uh, and I think that's a perfect way, you know, to wrap up the podcast, you know, Clara, I would like to thank you, you know, so much, you know, for taking the time and for, for sharing your, your insights with, with all of us. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much again. It was very nice to talk to you and I hope it helps everyone listening to Absolutely. And it's been, it's been a pleasure. And for those of you know, that have been, you know, tuning in, you know, all the way since the beginning, you know, make sure to like the video if you haven't already subscribe as well to our YouTube channel. And, you know, as always, if you haven't signed up at Sporting Global, it's free, you know, it's a great community where you can build build your community, you know, sports network, you can find relevant job opportunities. And of course, you know, find courses and programs to help you, you know, find that knowledge, get some insights, you know, and connect with the great people like Clara, you know, so make sure to check that out. Uh, lastly, I'm like, I don't know if you know, but we have kind of like a sporting global podcast tradition here that we, we have to do. It's a little bit of a challenge and I think it it kind of like will the film be up your alley because it is language based. So okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, I have to le- I have to teach you a little bit Norwegian. So that's okay. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's how we do it here. So oh. yeah, yeah, I mean, like you, you, you talk about you know what what makes uh, what is your signature, right? What is your uh, what is something that makes makes uh, you different? So for us, like with the podcast and like with every video we do, we always finish with a Norwegian word, which is vi snakkes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you have to say. Okay, repeat it to me. Vi snakkes. Vi snakkes. There you go. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Clara. Have a great day. We'll we'll talk very soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.